you was the person who was thinking about Gatsby all those years later to write the story. So mm. Jordan was just a was just a beard. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Karen Walby Solomon, and welcome to What's IGN Crushing On, IGN Africa's official entertainment podcast. I'm your host, and I'm joined as always by my producer and editor Rebecca Barchers. So this is a show where we discuss all things entertainment and pop culture with a new guest every week. We bring recommendations, news and fun facts, sometimes touching on the more serious issues surrounding these topics. This week I was joined by Zama from Starring Cupid Podcast, which is an excellent South African podcast where they profile ships from, from film and TV, but she'll explain more in the interview. So in the episode, we chat about our favorite ships and we discuss some of yours too for those that sent it in via social media. So thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. Hi, Zama. Thank you so much for joining me on our special Valentine's Day episode. So we're talking about fictional couples and you have an entire podcast about fictional couples. So tell us about Starring Cupid and why you decided to start it. Hi, Karen. Um, starring Cupid, it was kind of a, an overnight thing because I'd always wanted to start a podcast. That, that was always my thing because I'm too scared or like I'm too shy for YouTube. I don't like it when people can see my face while I speak. But I was really <laughs> unsure about what I was talk about. And I'm not an expert in anything at all. And I don't like just talking about anything either. And I decided to kind of mix my love for movies and like TV shows and my, I want to say my obsession with fictional couples because they're great <laughs> to talk about online. Like it's, it's great that we have this kind of online community where we can ship people and we can discuss people. But I wanted to start something where it goes beyond that, beyond just saying, oh, these two people are cute. I wanted to actually look at them critically, I guess, but also in a fun way, just admire them as well. Mm. So what kind of preparation do you do before the, before the, sh- like each episode? I mostly just Google a bunch of stuff. I call it research on the podcast but it's really it's googling it's going a lot of time spent on imdb where i just look at how certain productions started like who was in charge who's behind the scenes in terms Mm. of directing writing um why they chose the people that they they cast or where has this actor been before and is this different for them and all that stuff sometimes some episodes will call for me to do just a little bit extra if I'm maybe dealing with something I don't know or if I'm de- if the couple in question deals with something I would like to talk about on a broader scale. Then I'll go and I'll look at articles maybe or I'll look at what people online have said about certain things. Mm. So, so which episodes have been like the most fun to research? Oh, most? They're, okay, they're all pretty fun if I like, if I personally love the couple. Like, I like all the couples that I speak about because mm. obviously I pick them. 
But I think going the, my favorite part of researching is going through the trivia the trivia tab on IMDb, and oh, you find out all things. You right? Like you find out like <laughs> odd odd things, but they're so fun. And I think for me, my favorite must be uh, Clementine and Joel, the episode on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, because. Though it is one of my favorite movies of all time, I there were so many things I didn't know. I they they told me about the the fiance Joel's fiance that we never see. They told us about told yeah. me about the possible ending, and I was just sitting there like, what? This could have been a completely different movie if all of these things weren't left out. Yeah, no, like um, I, I tweeted you after I I listened to that episode, and I was like. <laughs> You made so many valid points, but I was laughing so much, and you were like, um, "Elijah would have been creepy," and you were right. I commit to your creepiness. I literally, I went back to listen to that episode. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I did <laughs> Because honestly, if you're going to, if you're going to be underhanded, if you're going to pull such a creepy scheme, at least succeed. I'm also, I think, I was more upset with him messing up. That he was doing it in the first place. Yeah, he had the blueprint ready. Like he ah, knew exactly he what to he had to follow. do. Exactly. Such <laughs> a waste, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was. I'm a big fan of the podcast because I legit like. I think that being a shipper is like ninety percent of my personality. So I was <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I will like uh, this is not something I'm proud of, but like I will watch something and like and like if I don't have a ship, it's just it's, it's not the same for me. Like I, get I was that. <laughs> I was telling um my friends I was watching the cartoon of the Wings Club for the first time because yeah. I think I'm a bit too old for for when it came out. And I was like, I swear I'm not even done with season one, and I have like a ship, and I'm like stressing about <laughs> the ship. <laughs> finding fanfic and I'm just <laughs> yes, that's exa- oh, that, that was my entire high school experience is you like a couple you go on one pad and you find the first fanfiction exactly and your fanfic has been like such a um, I don't know it's such a, it's such a great like addition to to the to like to, to fandom life like and like mm. and most of the time like you know, you don't realize like 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 how much is left out until you read fanfic. Like I've read fanfic about like couples like doing domestic stuff, man. Like like stuff like washing the dishes, and I'm like, you would never see that in the movie in the show. But I, I don't know why I needed it that specific day. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think? Definitely. Like I like I know you said like you know there's a lot we can discover about ourselves or about like you know why about why we like certain ships so what has been like some of like the biggest discoveries that you found this is i found this out pretty early on when i was like drafting the podcast i had to think about couples that i wanted to feature and your mind immediately goes to okay which couple have i liked so far and it was a painful discovery Mm. but a necessary one that i tend to like couples where the let's say the male love interest is like mean or they're not the nicest guy <laughs> in the beginning and then they kind of 
they kind of morph over the course mm. of the movie or the show and they become better but uh, but that said a lot it felt like it was saying a lot about me and how i feel about men and i was like do i do i do this do i like gravity towards meeting people because i'm like oh no but he's gonna get better which is oh that was a hard chat the day that i had to like have that chat with myself i was like wow okay and i and i want that i want that for people that listen or like watch things i want them to like look at fictional couples not mm. to ruin the fun but to kind of go why do you I mean, like this like yes you like it but why do you even if that means you're gonna have tough conversations with yourself it's fine <laughs> have those conversations i um like I, i've been thinking like why well, i've been thinking for a while and i was like what is what is the trend in the couples that i ship and it's always like okay not always but a lot of the times it's like the side ca- the girl is like the side character so she's like uh, um either the best friend of the main girl or she's she could be the main girl but she's like one of the like not cool girls and then uh. the guy is is like is like either also like a bit of like a bad boy type but he's but he notices her when nobody else does oh. and he, <laughs> and but he's always willing to like but like criticize her and help her become her be- a better version of herself it's always that thing so i was like do i see myself as like a side character number one and number <laughs> two why am i always attracted to these problematic people and why and why am i waiting for somebody else to notice me when i should be validating myself and it's very deep see, conversations too <laughs> to 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 think about and i'm like but i mean but that's the truth of like any form of media like what you like can say a mm. lot about you and either where you are at the moment or where you intend to be and 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 like acknowledging that within yourself can help you to grow mm. um i think when it comes to like romantic comedies or anything that's kind of romantic i think i'm i'm generalizing here i think people don't think about that they they are movies where they'll feel stuff or they feel moved and it makes them think and most and those movies are usually like dramas and things like that i don't think people mm. think that they can learn anything about themselves through romantic comedies and like just from what we've both been saying you can clearly learn a lot about yourself like aside from them being cute and like these things that we that are supposedly watched by women only there's a lot that can that can kind of change mm. about you after you watch them as corny or as cutesy as they are they there's that thought process there's that realization that comes with them yeah so on that note let's go into um what your top 5 ships are yay <laughs> can i be fair this is so difficult Oh my goodness, this is so difficult. <laughs> oh, I know. I I I made I did it myself, so I know that I still like I've still like overlapping or or PS one. So it's the deciding. It's the process of elimination. Like I started mm. with maybe ten or nine options, and then I was like, okay, who here do I actually care for that match, or who do I just think? Because some of them, I so I think they're on here just because I think they're. pretty together not more that more not more, more that i like them more than i just think they're very cute and beautiful together oh um, no, i get that 
So my first choice is obvious if people have listened to like the first season. Tiana and Naveen from Princess and the Frog. Because mm. I've never I, seen Princess and the Frog. I know I'm old. Like people are going to say, why do you still love Disney princess movies? I know I'm old. But there's just something so wonderful about some of them. And this is one of those movies that I really like. Um, they're cute. They're very funny. They're very goofy. The journey that they go on, I thought it would be a damsel in distress kind of thing. Or maybe, a, oh, the woman helps the man prevail kind of thing. But actually, mm. they have, they both help each other to like a great extent. So that adds to their appeal as well. And then visually, they look beautiful. They both, like individually, well-drawn cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you cast in the in in the um in a like a live action remake? Okay. Do you watch <laughs> um How to Get Away with Murder? Or have you seen it? I before? do, yes. Ah, uh, yes, I know you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen guys, if it's not what's her name on the show? Is it Michaela? Michaela, yeah. If not <sighs> her, who else? She literally <sighs> looks like Diana. I don't know if she can sing. I'm not sure about that, but we can work that out later. But right now, visually, she <laughs> looks like her. She has like this princess way of talking and that walking that I really like about her. And then for Naveen, there's, I don't know what his name on the show is, but Rome Flynn, he comes in like later. He felt like a replacement for Wes, almost. Yes, yes. He also had a romance with her. Yes. Oh, you see, that's why it makes more sense even. I know he can sing. <laughs> I'm sure he can dance. And he, like, his presence online and even in his roles, he seems like the charmer. And I was like, oh. And and he's and he's half Puerto Rican, which kind of adds to, like, Naveen's, I want to say, <laughs> his exoticness, but that sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about this. So, yeah, those two are my top, my top choices. Perfect. And my second couple, also an obvious choice. A lot of uh, a few of these are obvious because I've done episodes on them, but like literally, they're my mm. favorite. I can't do anything about it. But my second option is Sally and Harry from When Harry Met Sally. Oh yes. They just. Uh, I I usually don't <laughs> like friends to lovers because. Life doesn't work like that. Mm. But, but with this movie, I was like, no, man, this is great. I love their on-screen chemistry. I think Meg Ryan is like the queen of 90s rom-coms. Billy Crystal is hilarious. And they just, they came together and they made a feel-good movie where it feels like I knew both of them. They were fully rounded people. And then they got together and, Yeah. On the side, <laughs> yeah. It, it the the romance was. I know it was like the seller. It was the main thing that we were meant to focus on. But it came so late, and it was kind of like left to the very end, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Then my third, also from the podcast, from Shit Creek, David and Patrick. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm actually only watching Shit's Geek for the first time now. And like, I can't even deal with, with, with how adorable they are. When Patrick sings to him. Oh, so uh, cute. Oh my, oh my god. god. Before Patrick showed up, I already loved the show just because of the roses. And mm. like when I when I when I mentioned them, I also love Alexis and Teddy with all my heart. But yeah, they're so cute. So oh, there's something so so cute about David and Patrick. And I think it's because when I was researching for the episode, um, I found out that Dan, because he's like the the main writer for the show he kind mm. of wanted to create a space where there was like no homophobia. I know, and I, and I know that it's kind of wishful thinking or it's kind of unrealistic to imagine that there's no homophobia in this town. But I think it's fine on TV shows because sometimes people want to escape, like people watch things to escape. So it's nice to just mm. be two queer men, just love each other and there's nothing else to worry about and oh they're so cute they're oh my goodness and and it's cute because it's mostly cute because they're not trying to change each other in any way like even though Patrick mm. is completely different from David they just they they just there to support and love each other in the form that they're already in and I think that that's super lovely to see for queer people it's super lovely to see just on television as well yeah, it's also just like seeing just that look that Patrick gives David whenever he's doing something <gasps> crazy it's just so like puppy dog and so like in love oh I can't deal all the time deal. like oh my goodness Patrick <laughs> like okay they love each other but Patrick loves David I know oh I can't deal Tell me when you get to the end. But, oh, that's that's when we can discuss something. I almost spoiled for you. Please tell me when you get to the end. Okay, I will. Am I on season five now? I watch oh, it with my nephew, so like, I can only watch whenever he can watch. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's and he like we took exams and stuff, and it was yeah. No, he likes it. Um, uh, he finds it really funny. Yeah, he had like my tick exams, so I had to like wait like all the time. And like now he's like working and stuff, and I'm like, oh, can we just watch? Hey, man. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm in season five okay. now, and I love it. No, you're you're close. You'll get there. We will chat. <laughs> um, okay, so my fourth pick is it's kind of a nostalgia thing, but also I do genuinely love them. It's Morticia and Gomez Adams from the Adams Family. Mm. I used to religiously watch the cartoons. Like I even learned how to snap the tune of the thing. I read. I, I was one of those children that was very very into them. And then the live actions came out, and it was before it was before a time when people were ruining live actions. But the two the two movies the two live action movies that came out in like the two thousands they were also really wonderful, and I just. I really liked, even as a child, I really liked the, the fact that, again, it was this married couple that was just very much in love, very much obsessed with one another. Like, Gomez, mm. oh my gosh, Gomez thinks the world of Morticia, and he makes sure that you know it every single time, every single scene. Uh, it's, I, I read somewhere once where they were like, 
because they subvert every trope and like the trope yeah. of the times was that like men hated their wives and so his his character absolutely loved his wife and it it's wild it's wild it's that so, that's supposedly so a weird, weird like, thing yeah like people people in their town and stuff would like judge them because they're weird and stuff and then it turned out it turns out like they were kind of the best people there <laughs> just because they were not they were not subscribed to these like norms that people had. Yeah, sure, maybe the children wanted to like decapitate things from time to time, but they were nice people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love them. Love the 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 live action cast. The chemistry on screen was also really great. Mm. The cartoons obviously were great. Uh, I haven't watched. The recently rebooted one because I refuse, but I'm upset that they got Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac, and you can't even see them together. You were just, yeah. I <laughs> I was so bad. I was like, you guys got the perfect people, the perfect people to do this, and we must just listen to them. And the animation <laughs> is hideous. Oh, the Oscar Isaac is like- so perfect in that show oh, oh my gosh he was perfect in general oh my god can you imagine him with the thing with the whole Gomez look and with the slick back oh. <laughs> it would be so perfect we and he's got that sort wrong. of charm as well yes oh my goodness yes no man we were robbed I'll never forgive him for doing that to us <laughs> It's like when they when they when they made Donald Glover um Spider Man but only in animation. Ah they had <laughs> like, a perfect opportunity. Exactly. Ugh. And now we're still old. And then and then when they put him in an actual Spider Man movie, he's just a bad guy that shows up for like ten minutes. Yeah. He okay. was he's Miles Morales' uncle. So if they ever mm. so there is a, so if they ever do Miles in like in the MCU, they could maybe use him again, but still like the chances are so <laughs> so small. Because you know they do you know how they are, they'll never do things for us, they'll do things for money. <laughs> so do nope, they won't do things for us. Mm. Okay. And then my first choice, my first choice was hard because it was like, it was between three other couples. But uh, I really like, oh, I like them so much. It's uh, Sheila and Joel from the show called Santa Clarita Diet. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Is that, is that the Drew Barrymore show? Yes, it's Drew, it's Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. I'd oh, also never seen it right, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I, I liked him, but I didn't really, like, watch his stuff that much when I started the show. I was I was purely there for Drew, because I've been in love with Drew Barrymore since, since, even, since, yeah, there's no time. It just, I just grew up deeply in love with Drew Barrymore, and I remember I was, uh, it was one of those things I started watching during the first lockdown, you know, when people were just watching anything just to try mm. it out. So I did. And it's funny because I have an irrational fear of zombies and kind of the whole show re- revolves about, around how Drew's character, Sheila, 
how she deals with suddenly becoming a zombie. So that was hard for me to watch for like the first <laughs> three episodes. But if you ever do get to watch it, I think I think it's really it's so lovely because it's hilarious. The jokes like the jokes land every single time. And also just Sheila and Joel and their daughter, they're just a great family. They're very loving, they're very supportive of one mm. another. Like they have to be supportive when the mom is now a zombie. And Timothy Oliphant's character, he's I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I have a thing for good husbands in TV shows and movies. Mm. Like when a when a man just loves his wife and loves his family and takes care of them, I'm just like, yes. Man. Yeah. Give us more of that. And, oh, and he's and he's one of the best. He's one of those very good, very loving, supportive husbands. It doesn't help. It does. It does help that he is as handsome as he is. But I do. I just love him. I love them together. And I'm sad that the show was cancelled. But that's Netflix's whole thing: is cancelling things while they're still nice. Yeah, and it's. I like it when they when they give a show like you know maybe just a couple of episodes to end things off. Like, don't be out like cancelling things. Uh, yeah, I just don't. It's not cross now, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like uh, give a show. I think I've said this before online. If you're going to cancel the show and there's nothing we can do about it, fine, we'll let it go. But please give them a chance to close it off. This thing mm. of shows ending in kind of like a cliffhanger or with like unanswered questions really breaks my heart. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. That is so true. So, so yeah, okay. my top five. Um, I I wanted to talk. I wanted to mention Laura Gina and Peter Kavinsky because anyone who knows me knows that I stand them really hard. Oh. But I'm waiting for the third movie to come out before. <laughs> it, but you've read the books, haven't you? I have read the books, but you know how they can ruin things with movies. <laughs> and oh, oh my gosh! gosh. I... Let me tell you, I ignored the third book after I read after I read the second one. It was last year, no, not last year, wow, 2019. And then I started reading the third one, and then I stopped because things were getting too real. And I literally stopped reading. I had, I wrote it for a year. But then now that I saw that the movie, the third one's coming out, I was like, okay, now I have to read this. So I'll give them time. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, oh, gosh, I, I was obsessed. Like, I watched that. And then watch it every day. The first movie. <laughs> every day for like a week. And, and now it's sort of like, my, I watch it. Like, I don't, I tend to not really, well, lately I haven't been re-watching stuff because I just don't have time. And mm. and and now what it's like, and now, but with that, even now, I think a couple of weeks ago, I re-watched the first two movies again because I was just like, I need to refresh my brain. But also, the first movie gives me so much happiness that I can't not watch it. But, I mean, I just think that that couple were... I mean, and for a high school couple also. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just... they just. And I know they tried to make it more real. As well. She was just like... I don't want to say revolutionary, but she's, the, she's different from the other kind of high school, like, mm. teenage girl movies we've seen. And Peter Kavinsky is amazing. So, uh, 
I understand. I understand. Uh, and just like the small things about the gate, um, like, uh, like I always think about the the the, po- the scene when they're in the diner for the first time, and he looks at the at the like the waitress's name, and then he says her name. He's like, "Thank you, Mary," and I'm like, "Oh, what a cu-. like the boys literally like underground." underground. But I was like, "What a kind gesture!" Oh my word. Every no, Peter was a kind boy. Like we, we're not. We, yes, the bar is underground, but we're not exaggerating. <laughs> Peter is just—he's so nice. The way he's—he—he he is with Kitty, warm with my heart. <gasps> Even like incoming when <laughs> when they're oh fighting. God. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so much cuteness. Oh no, no, that Peter and Laura Jean are just my favorite, and I do think like. Like, like, we like Noah Centineo for like so long after that, and it's it took a while for that shine to be like he's not actually Peter Kavinsky. He's just he's just an actor who was playing a role and Shane. Yeah. But I'm I mean, mad that now they're taking our love for Peter Kavinsky and thinking, oh, that means we must put Noah and everything. It's like no, that no, that's not. I don't understand why they don't think put um. Put Laura. Oh, why, why can't I think of an act, her, her name now? The actor Lana Condor. Yeah, why not? Why not take it as put Lana Condor in everything? Because like, we, we loved, loved her. Yeah, but only he got like this amazing. Like he was now all of a sudden in Netflix's like in a in a gang. And she's when just they, like, when they um, put him in the new Charlie's Angels, I was like, I understand why you guys did this, but this was very <laughs> unnecessary. I loved him, <laughs> but he didn't have to be here. <laughs> and then Shame, you had that like string of like um like teen rom coms after um to all the boys, and then people yeah. were like, Do we only like him when he's with Lana Condor? What is this a shame? I think I think that might be it. I think I might only <laughs> <laughs> I think I might only like him then Cause, Okay but in his defense The other Netflix movies that he's, he's been in Are not great mm. That is there's true always, There's always like something There's always I remember What's it The Perfect Date I think that's what it's called mm. I was like no This is No This is not for you my baby Like something else <laughs> uh, just, Yeah I know I agree with you Like this. Maybe he just hasn't found good material since. And, yeah. you know, where you can use... Like, that was good material, and he played that role excellently. Hmm. But, um, oh, yeah, okay. Wait, let me say my five. Yeah. So I'm... Because I'm so old, mine might be, like, a little bit outdated, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so my number one is, like, um, Klaus and Caroline from The Vampire Diaries. Okay. Like I don't like I was obsessed. Like I don't think I don't think anything in my life will ever compare to my class and Caroline <laughs> obsession. Like so I um uh I don't know uh, like I don't know how much people know, but I was I, I wrote fan fiction. I had like I will my I have a whole community of people that I know. I created a fan magazine. Oh that it ran goodness. for years with daily articles, but different people oh don't. But goodness. I mean, like, 
but like I organized it. I was that deep into it. Um, so I, I love them because <laughs> like yeah, it was it was crazy. Um no, I I, I, I really love Klaus. I like a delicious villain. And I like mm. that he was just like this one note type evil guy. And then they were like, you know what? Let's see what happens if he likes like this one side character. And mm. I also I like a sh- I like something that surprises me that I didn't see coming, and and this just surprised me. And I just I also thought that they were like their best selves with each other, like they constantly mm. challenged each other. And like obviously now looking back, I'm like he's a thousand year old man, and she was a seventeen year old <laughs> girl. This is extremely problematic. <laughs> but but back then, I, you know, I didn't think much about it, and I do think it was the dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which really, which which I really liked, and then and um, kind of, he's kind of a, I want to say he's a tough cookie because it's hard to it's hard to get to into his like I want to say his heart. He yeah, really himself and he was, so it's nice to kind of see someone kind of break through all of that. Yeah, and 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 for it to be like. This 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 girl, it's like this um, Elena's friend who was constantly like never anyone's first choice, mm. except for Klaus's, and a Klaus who was seen like a thousand years worth of women or people. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like if he was, if, he, yeah. if you live a thousand years, you're not going to be straight. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, a thousand years worth of people. And and he still chose this girl who nobody everybody else overlooked. Like yeah. uh, you see my 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 um what I said about me realizing things yeah. about myself. <laughs> you see it coming in. But like yeah, it's like I think that's what kind of made it special. Like it was yeah. like what the um but yeah, my cousin was watching Vampire Diaries recently and she was tweeting about it. And then I, I saw she said, like, this Klaus and Caroline thing really came out of nowhere. And I was like, it really did. It really did. Like, That's I would never predict it. That just come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, exactly. people are in love. <laughs> and then my second one is um, actually from Harry Potter. And it's um, Professor Lupin and Tonks. Oh, thank goodness. I thought you were going to say Hermione and Ron. Oh, no, no, no. Not Hermione. You know what my Hermione ship is? Also not... Um, my Hermione ship is actually Hermione and Cram. Because... Um, yes. I like... Oh, okay. I like the... I, it's the same sort of vibe with the, with the Caroline thing. Like, he also, like, he was this this famous international Quidditch player and then yeah. and all these girls were fawning over him but the one girl he noticed was Hermione mm, and everybody else treated Hermione like shit and he was like you know what <laughs> you know she's worth it and yeah, I really like that and then um yeah so so mine is Lupin and Tonks because I don't know why actually but um I think this is was my <laughs> This is my first one I got super invested in. It was just like a really in the background ca- like couple that just yeah. came out of nowhere also. And then I just, I think I was so interested in the fact that there was a whole other life happening outside of Hogwarts and outside of Harry and his world. 
Like there were people, like they were falling in love, they were breaking up, they were doing different things. And I was just very intrigued with it. But then I think I also like, because I read, then I read a lot of fan fiction, it sort of like warped in my mind. But um, <laughs> but for me, it was just like, it was, I thought it was such a beautiful, like, story. I mean, there's, there's Lupin who he thought he couldn't, nobody would ever love him because he has this condition. And then there was Tonks who could like, who could also change herself at will was young who could probably also have gotten anybody but for her like she saw his good heart and and she wanted to be with him and then like I just I just thought that that was so beautiful and it was just tucked away like like just mentioned in like one line or two lines and also another thing that caught me by surprise like when I was reading the books and then she like but like burst that she was like I want to be with you and then he's like but we've spoken about this and I'm like what the I think I did read it a couple of times because I didn't understand like what was going on there. So yeah, it was that one. And then my third one is Michael and Mia from the Princess Diaries. Oh um, my goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> Another woman so that was like, is going up. Yes. Oh, oh, I love Mia. Um and and like and the movie with Anne Hathaway was just like perfect. The first one, yeah. And, well, yeah. the second one was good too, but like I, I don't see it as like as a canon story. But yeah. um, but I used to read the books um as as a teenager, like religiously, and I don't know. I was just like the one thing I always liked about Michael was that he always called Mia out, like when she was acting up, when she was doing something mm. that was like. He, like he always called her out and he was always like like himself um yeah and obviously Mia was changing and growing and then I don't know there was just something about them that that I just loved and there were books where they went together and I was like ugh. and then in the end they like ended up getting together and I was like a grown-ass woman by the time they got together <laughs> but <laughs> but but I I just I just thought it was like really special I and then like how oh sorry no, go on. I, I always liked how it felt like, you know, in, movie, in movies like this, where someone, the main character goes through like a major transformation the way Mia did. Mm. It always feels like, it irritates me when people that she liked only notice her then. And it felt like Michael had noticed her from the jump. It's just that she's the one yeah. that also didn't get that, oh, maybe he likes me. And I, I, like, I really liked that about him. Like, he's always been there. It, it didn't take the transformation for him to wake up. He's just always been there. Oh, I love it. But also what you were saying, like I also, um, what you were saying about Harry and Sally as well, I'm like, I don't usually like the friends to lovers thing as well. Because I always feel like if someone was your friend, you've already sort of like, de-quali- like disqualified them yeah. in your mind. So like, I feel like you kind of like, you know, worn into being in a relationship with him. And I mean, no, it's not to do always. Like, sometimes you are attracted to somebody, but just not the right time or something like that. Yeah. But with them, it also, like, you know, maybe it just wasn't, like, they, they, they weren't aligned at that moment. And then, you know, she also needed to maybe get confidence in herself to realize that, you know, he does like Definitely. Me. Definitely. And then my number four is um from from Emma, the movie and book um emma and mr knightley um mm. 
a just a like clueless uh, <laughs> uh and josh to say oh it's basically the same couple but also it's, it's the same thing as I, I can't i should have actually gone with a more diverse list because it's actually literally the same story the um <laughs> Emma is very self-indulgent. She does her own thing. And Mr. Knightley is always calling her out. And she's calling him out. And and I also like um, um, couples with good banter. Like, yeah. like, it's the same thing with Harry and Sally. Like, couples that are constantly, like, you know, like, at each other, know what to say. Like, uh, or, you know, that that's kind it's of my like vibe. like a dull well. moment between them. Yeah. Or they're always teasing each other or, you know, it's like, um, and then, and then my last one. Okay. I couldn't choose for this one, but okay. I'm going to go with, I wrote like uh, an either or, but then I'm going to go with, so Rory and Jess from Gilmore Girls, my ultimate problematic ship. Um, <laughs> like he's the worst, but I don't know what the, what is wrong with me? But like I, the way I love the two of them together, and it's weird because when he first came into the show, he was like the bad boy, and you know yeah, it was I, it was that oh, sort of thrill. It was yeah, that yeah. thrill of <laughs> of like of like oh her boyfriend seems so boring, and here comes this new guy who has this sort of like bad boy type vibes. But then like as they kept on checking in on him, as okay, first it was like very problematic but I was still feeling it so I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't like it but um when I kept on checking in on him as the show went on and like he grew up and just so like he just like glowed up he was he became a better person Uh, yeah and he just started like like I don't know like like you know apologizing for the mistakes he made like and just like he grew up and like I think I do think I'm attracted to like growth, like characters that grow, and yeah, if they grow definitely. with each other, that's even better. So 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 yeah. So I think so, that's yeah, so that in real life. Yeah, so uh, I think that the reason why we like it is that that reflects in real life. Like we 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 know that no one's like immediately perfect, or like no one's immediately mm. great. But when they like people grow and people change to be better, that's just like the best thing. And I'd I'd rather people get together after the growth has happened than before. Yeah. So did um did you watch Gossip Girl? I watched maybe one season because when it came out, when it was like playing on SAPC three and stuff, my mm. mom decided that it was too much for me to watch, so I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched like one season, but I know. Things. because of people like talking about it constantly and like it's uh, the internet i know about like the characters and some of the things that happen so i think a perfect example of what you were talking about or what we were talking about is um chuck and blair like if uh, there was ever a couple that stagnated who kept each other down it was those two and like yes they were toxic but i'm like i'm i'm if it's a good show, I'm willing to overlook like toxicness if it tells a story. But like <laughs> for them, it is so just keeping. It's like <laughs> for them, I felt like they were just keeping them together because they were fan favorites, and like yeah. they they were constantly keeping each other at their lowest instead of growing, and they're frustrated yeah. so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I think like um, yeah, so that was like. 
I don't know why I was saying that. I was just saying like that's an example of a couple that doesn't grow together or doesn't like when they're together they they don't grow and become better. And I I shipped it in the beginning as like you know the bad boy option, but then I was just so tired of it. Like I was like I can't <laughs> deal with with a character constantly regressing. It's 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 demotivating. It's tiring. And it's, it gets yeah. Like grow up, please. <laughs> Okay, so let's okay, let's go through a few of we have like a little time left. A few of the listeners' suggestions. Alright. Um so the first one we got was Joey and Pacey from Dawson's Creek. What did you think of them? Did you watch Dawson's Creek? I didn't watch Dawson's Creek oh. like at all. Uh yeah, I don't I don't even know. Oh sorry. <laughs> okay, so I <laughs> So I watched Dawson's Creek, but like I watched it back in the day when it was on SCBC three, and I don't, uh, and I haven't watched it recently. But I did like this couple because, um, so Joby was 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 Dawson's best friend, but she was like in love yeah. with him. You know the story, like she was, but he only ever saw her as a friend. And then uh, um, Pacey was like Dawson's other best friend, and then Pacey started like noticing Joey, but it was. It was very cute, and Pacey was almost like the um, like the goofy friend, but like uh, the two of them together were so adorable. Um, so I was a big fan of that as well. I think it was like the only ship I had in that show. And then we have Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Babes. Yes, definitely. Oh, I was like, they were so pure of a couple. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> It, they, they remind me of the thing that I was saying about David and Patrick where they are very different but they're not trying to change each other because mm. Amy is nothing like Jake. Even like the first season, I think they spent that whole time just trying to tell us like, hey, these people are very different. Like Amy is order and like organization and like planning and Jake is whatever he decides to be on that day mixed with action movie references. <laughs> but they try for each other. I like. I, I really like how they try for each other. Like sometimes Amy will do like actually things for Jake. Sometimes mm. Jake will like. You know when you know when he like quotes. Um, he said he quoted a feminist blog or article he read, <laughs> and then Amy just looked at him. And she's like, I'm so in love with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I love him too. And I also love how Jake was, like, he, he was never ashamed of what he felt about Amy. Like, he's just, he just, yeah. like, he just loves her. And and he was always very open oh. with that. Oh, I really do. I'm and so glad that they got married. Yeah, and now they have, they, do they have a baby? The yeah, no, the end of the later season. Oh, yes, because he was... McLean was his name, and Boyle was like Shirley, and <laughs> like no John. <laughs> that was such a chaotic episode. <laughs> oh, when we were trying to get it to the hospital, oh my gosh, everything was good. I was the whole time I was I was sitting there. I'm like, oh no, because you know how they do season finale. There's always something huge that happens that mm. will kind of drag on to the next season. So the whole time they're trying to get to the hospital, I'm thinking, oh no, Jake's gonna get affected. Oh, he's 
Okay, let's do one final one. Um, okay. okay, Gatsby and Daisy from The Great Gatsby. <sighs> <laughs> if there's a toxic couple out there, it has to be these two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. I, like, I, I don't even know where to start. I. Yeah, I don't know where to start. It's I find it I don't I don't like to shame people for the people that they ship or like the people that they like together. Mm. I don't like to tell people that they're wrong. However, I want people to understand <laughs> that they that was not a good thing. Like the thing what happened between them was not a good thing. Yeah, like I don't know. But it's like we, we like they must have like whatever happened. And I, I really do love the book because I do think that they that they have so many like so so many points of view because I mean mm. we understand that that Gatsby grew up poor and longing for this better life and she represented this better life and he assumed yes. by getting her he will get this life and but but also like I could never I just used to get so pissed off with like like her the way she treated him mm. but then she was also like a terrible human like. When she knocked over that lady, yeah, and she just drove on. Like, I'm like was, I know that, that it's going to have to do with a couple. Time. I just can't get over that. It was like, okay, everything's going kind of steadily wrong. Okay, oh, and she's going to hit a person. I'm like, what? What? And and I know it's like a like a like a commentary on like the social class because they get away unscathed. Yeah, and I hope that that they both. Get, like they die in a car okay I know this is sounding rude probably edit that out but I'm not gonna... <laughs> I hope that they die both of them Tom and Daisy I'm sorry <laughs> they're fictional uh, characters who cares um, yeah, yeah it's fine I think I think I would have felt better if it, it felt like Gatsby wasn't doing way too much for someone that didn't care like guys I know we laugh about it on the internet all the time but those parties <laughs> <laughs> so much so, so much. much work for someone like, who's just not looking at you but also like after the second party then surely you would have realized that maybe parties aren't a thing <laughs> maybe, maybe I should try some flowers. other yeah well do you remember when you when you ordered flowers in the um in the film with um with Leo, whatever, and then that entire Zoom was yeah. full of flowers. That, okay, that oh was also thing. <laughs> he wasn't, I, I felt bad for Gatsby more than anything, because it's like, oh, you love this girl so much, and she's really not giving you the time of day right mm. now. And also, there must be something broken in him for him to have yeah. been so obsessed with her. I, I want and him I feel to like everything... have some tough conversations with himself. Yeah, but I mean, for her also, like, she probably liked the tension that she was getting from him, that she wasn't getting from her husband, but, um, but, like, I feel like, like, therapy could have just solved everybody's problems, like, well, maybe not, maybe a bad therapist might have made things worse, yes. but, but, like, marriage therapy for Tom and Daisy, like, Tom was uh, a all the therapy for Gatsby. Well. He was, no, really, but also, if we think about if the story is like from Nick's point of view, and Nick is mm. obviously biased toward towards Gatsby. Wasn't so, Daisy um, like his cousin or something? 
Yes. Like why didn't he care? So. Why didn't he care for his cousin? Yeah, I know they they were related somehow. I remember that was like Gatsby's appeal to him. I was like, oh, so you know Daisy? Yes. You're right, you're right, you're right. And also like it makes me um like I I was but I also think Nick was a bit in love with, with Gatsby. I think that's a true romance of the Oh, I've never thought about book. that. Because he was a little bit I mean he was he's he was the person who was thinking about Gatsby all those years later to write the story. So mm. Jordan was just a was just a beard. <laughs> But yeah, that's my Gatsby hot take. <laughs> I see it. I, I definitely see it. <laughs> but Zama, thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast. Um, tell the listeners so where they can find you. your podcast. Um, okay, you. so yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zama.x. I think I say it in the intro every single every single episode. <laughs> You can also find Starring Cupid on Twitter at Starring Cupid. We're on Tumblr at Starring Cupid Podcast. I don't have an Instagram page because that's so much work. I really applaud you. And all the work you do. So much work. Like, my Tumblr page is kind of my Instagram page for the podcast. Um, You can find us on all streaming platforms at Starring Cupid. And yeah, that's me. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having me. The podcast can be found at Crushing On Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find more information about this and all our other episodes at our website, crushingonpodcast.com, and send any feedback to crushingonpod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. Crushing on Club, where we chat about the show, celebrity news, recommendations, the whole shebang. Let us know what you think about what was discussed in this week's episode by sending us a voice note or email to crushingonpod at gmail.com. The show is produced by me, Karen, and Rebecca Barches. The show is edited and engineered by Rebecca Barches. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maruf. And the show was created in partnership with IGN Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can any way that you can. Keep up to date with all our episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others find the show. We'll be back next week with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover. See you then.